Use Gold Room 15. Use Gold Room 15. HouseUnitedSports.com and Use Gold Room 15. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We've been tucking it away there in the center towards the end of the episodes, only for the true fans, the real listeners, members of our Patreon, our Kickstarter, and our Indiegogo, and our premium Twitter, (laughs) and our premium Snapchat. And our Spaces account. And our NFT account. But we're going to put this right at the front so everyone can hear about it. Gold Room 15, HouseUnitedSports.com. Use that code. What do you get, Parker? You get 15% off your order. That's right, your entire order, and of course, 20% of all profits from HouseUnitedSports.com go right back to the Yosef Club, supporting our student-athletes and our athletic program. Um, again, people have been using the code. Thank you thank you very, very much yes, for that. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but make sure you do that. We got the holiday season coming up. Definitely want to order in advance. Uh, obviously, supply chain issues, so want to make sure you've got that locked and loaded, mm-hmm. ready to go. Be prepared. That's right. And gift the, the greatest gift. That's right. To your favorite mountaineer. Because even Santa's is being affected by supply chain. I talked with probably. him earlier, actually. Santa is, is, I mean, he's super scared. Okay, don't be ridiculous. He's too busy. You no, you did not talk to him. Yeah, I had to talk with other things, and then I just, you know, we chit-chatted after. <sighs> Whatever. Gold Room 15. Gold Room 15. 15% off your order at houseunitedsports.com. Let's talk about basketball. We're playing basketball. Ain't no party like a backstreet party. Mm-hmm. Party rocking in the house tonight. All right, all right. We don't need a, a DMCA complaint. <laughs> okay. Uh, now that we're done with that, whatever that was, mm-hmm. basketball season is right around the corner. I thought you were gonna pause and put the intro. Oh, I was trying to give you a little segue right after. Let's go basketball. Well. We can keep going if you want. I can do that now. Okay. We'll, yeah, we'll just do it now. You're listening to The Gold Room with Will Strickland and Parker Stone. Wow, I don't even have to do an intro. I'm saving you time, baby. Yeah, thanks. I mean, you still got to add it, like, make sure we don't, like... Don't sound you know, terrible, but... Leak our social security numbers. We actually have said that every episode, but we cut it out. It's actually yes. my way to make sure Parker actually edits the episodes. <laughs> it's, every episode, I... sneaks it. Right, I drop it in there, and I listen back, and if it's in there, I know he was he was uh, snoozing. I, was I know he was... behind the wheel. That's right. He, he was trying to get through easy. He wasn't doing his full duties, so... Um, duty that's why you'll never know so keep trying haters sorry you won't get it you aren't going to get my social security number and if you do get it congratulations Who, what's the segue here that's the segue that's the segue yeah what's the segue we're on the segue oh, are we recording right now yeah Pablo my cop oh okay ladies and gentlemen this is the basketball episode <laughs> we are uh taking a preseason look at the upcoming 2021-2022 campaign the uh, victory lap following our um, pleasant surprise of a Sunbelt championship. Um, the team always says that they weren't surprised that they won. Coach Kearns, uh, Mike, and Justin were on the uh, House United show last week, I think. And they all said that they weren't surprised at all that they won. Um, I will be the first to say I was surprised that we won. Yeah. Yes. Just a little bit. Um, and not to say that we have bad players. It just hadn't come together all season. Well, and that's like... 
if you asked me like the beginning of December, if I would have been surprised, I I would have said no. That's realistic. Yeah, yeah. Mid February, I yikes, I was defeated. Right, because remember, folks, um, our overall record was seventeen and twelve, and we had a losing record in conference. We were seven and eight, including three losses to Troy, who I think won four conference games. Yes, and we were three of them. Troy was last place. And they got three dubs over us. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know if they had some blackmail on Coach Kearns or what was going on, but yeah. that they were like our kryptonite. Split games in Boone and then lost both. Right. In Troy. Pitiful. Um. So you're exactly right. If you had asked me in December, yeah, I'd probably be like, yeah. I mean, exactly. We're like, pretty hold, solid. Holding our own against Auburn was one of those like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I think is... the the Bowling Green game too. Of course, Bowling Green's not Auburn or. or duke or anything but they're a competitive mid-major you know yeah. they're on an equal playing they field they won the mac the year before right and that was that game stood out that game still stands out last year as one of our best that we played it was yeah. a loss but the, i felt like that was mike's coming out game the charlotte game last year yeah charlotte was huge but that bowling green was the first time we were like damn like this mike dude that that just transferred and is like a kill like he he's yeah. a shooter i think he dropped 30 i want to say he dropped 30 he um, might have because I, I know it went to ot it right? went to overtime yeah, yeah. So we get to the conference tournament, and of course, with COVID, you know, it's the conference games. It was back-to-back games. The conference is the tournament is just the same. Four games, four days. Yeah, four days in March. And I mean, how? I don't even remember what game it was that we first set the Death Squadron starting the, lineup. The first game of the tournament. No, it had to have been like the last conference game or something. I don't know, cause I'd have to look back at it, cause JLJ got hurt. Was, right. was part of it. And that's right. when Dewhart stepped into the lineup. And that's when the Death Squadron was born. Right. Because we kind of cycled in and out. Remember, we had Deshaun Parker, who's now somewhere. Um, uh, let me... Let me hey, I mean, you know, all love to him. You know, no disrespect, but he just was not an effective player at all. No. Um, and he got a lot of playing time. And I think yeah. that was a detriment. He was and, a starter for a while. Right. And it didn't even particularly feel like he had a defensive edge. You know, sometimes players are in there just for their defense. But, I mean. I, he, he was Mr. Pass the ball. <laughs> he. Yes. When he got the ball, he never thought to shoot it. Ever. Once. Right. So Deshaun was in there a lot. Um, and yeah. It just seemed like we didn't figure it out until right at the end when it mattered. Yep. And, man. I mean, I would love to go back and look at the stats again of how many minutes those starting five played. And the starting five being Delph, RJ, Mike, Justin, and, um, uh uh-oh, hold on, Donovan. Donovan. Cannot Um, forget old Greg. Right. They maybe sat cumulatively 10 minutes through the whole tournament. Yeah, and that's for— Maybe less. I mean, Justin, I think the last two games might not have checked out at all. No. And I remember Coach Kern saying that, you know, doing all this press after the the win, it's just like it was a starting lineup. They were they just were not going to lose. They were going to mm-hmm. do whatever it took, and they're going to take it upon themselves to make it happen. So that I mean, what a feat! Just like physically to play four games, two that go to overtime. Yep. And the, this being the tournament, these are ideally your most competitive games, and they were. Remember that coastal game was super competitive. Texas State was super competitive, and then the the easiest game was the championship, which is crazy. So I'm looking back at the box scores now. This is gonna surprise you. 
<clears throat> the Death Squadron lineup did not get set until the second game of the tournament. Whoa. Yes, <clears throat> yes the first game of the tournament against Little Rock. What? Uh, the That first game, RJ Duhart only played nine minutes. What? Yeah, JLJ. No, are you looking at... No way, no way. Yeah, first game of the tournament. He played nine minutes. Who? JLJ got the start and played 29. And I think that's when his injuries what? flared back up. And what was the um, what was the final score of that? Against uh, Little Rock, we won 67-60. Uh, and then we played... Wow. The next game was against uh, Texas, Texas State. State. We yeah. won by three. And then Coastal was next, both of those overtime, and then Georgia State for the championship. Yep. Wow. So, I mean, you talk about kind of throwing things together and see what sticks. Yep. I mean, literally in dire straits. <laughs> and that last game against, that championship game against Georgia State, uh, Almonacy didn't check out. Delft played 37 minutes. Justin got hurt for part of that game. He checked out. Oh, I think so. He only played 26 minutes. And a reminder, um, it's 40 minutes in the full game. So yeah. playing 37 minutes, you, uh, ba- you barely sit. Donovan Gregory played 34, and then RJ Duhart played 39. Jesus. The yeah. only other player that got significant time was Xavion played 18 minutes after Justin got right, hurt. Right, right. Yeah, because he, I remember, they put him in charge of doing all the inbounds. And right. That was terrifying. Right. So, I mean, I, I it's still kind of, for me, it's kind of hard to put into words how impressive are the way we won that mm-hmm. tournament is it wasn't just a traditional i mean it was an upset run it was a miracle yeah. run and it wasn't just traditional and, and it was full of like magical games like each game had its own personality yeah. and each game had like a we were down by 10 points at one point yeah and we stormed back except georgia state Except I think Georgia we State, led almost the whole game. If you watch the clips of me and you watching that Georgia State we game. We were so nervous to be in the lead. Yes, we were like, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. They're going to come back. They're going to take the lead, and then we'll come back. Whole time. Right. So going into this season, we return everyone. Minus Deshaun uh, Parker. Minus Deshaun Parker. And one of the fellas, right? We lost a fella. Yes. He's J- now, Jamie Baker is now a graduate assistant at Alabama. Alabama. Right. Congrats so, to him. You know, the fellas live on, but, you know, big ups, Jamie Baker. Um, so now we have everyone back. We've got some some impressive youngins that just came in. Scarence, Terrence, and, and Chris the Manti Mantis. Yeah, Mr. Basketball Indiana uh, candidate right, last year. That's right. Uh, a guy who averaged major, major points in high school. So what we want to talk about is trying to be realistic with our expectations, and just to preface, spoiler alert, our expectations are that we win the conference. Yes. But how do we do it? <laughs> um, and I think that's the interesting point with the new guys coming in, having our starting five back. And, I mean, if you're saying that we didn't have that starting five locked in until the tournament, yes. three or four games, then there's still so much more room for more chemistry mm-hmm. and more creative play calling with well, that. Especially because that group – Hadn't played a lot of basketball together before that season at all. I mean, Michael Monesey wasn't on the team for that year. Right. And you've got a COVID offseason. Mm-hmm. So they really didn't have a lot of time to legitimately build that chemistry yeah. like they do now. Yeah. And I think that's what, like, the beauty of the tournament for App is because we didn't get a first round bye, we kind of playing those four games in a row 
builds a lot of chemistry. Right. Every day you're getting up and you got another game. Right. Yeah, I think that almost like drives for someone like Justin, because I just remember I still have that screenshot of him after the Coastal game to get us to the championship when everyone's celebrating, but he just has like a stone face. Yeah. It was like Kobe. It was like, job ain't finished. Is the job finished? Well, I don't he, think so. He might also have been exhausted because that game, he, uh, he played 41 minutes in that game against Kobe. I believe it. The whole starting lineup played over 40 minutes that game. That, ladies and gentlemen, when we tell you that, you know, the win is the win, but the physical accomplishment of our starting five yes. is remarkable. Having multiple 40-minute games in the tournament. Yeah, and every game is a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, Delph had been dealing with, uh, I think it was his uh, left hand. Yeah. He had this kind of constant injury. It never kept him out, so to speak, but you could always see him on the court. Exactly. Kind of doing that lamello, like kind of rolling his wrist, yeah. and, it, and it certainly affected him sometimes. So uh, just playing through injury. You know, exactly. Justin had to go out. He had a mid-game injury, you know, playing through that. So the exhaustion on top we of that. We were banged up in that tournament. Right, right. And, you know, you could argue maybe that played into our our exit playing Norfolk State. Um, certainly they were a great team, and, and certainly we came out historically cold, make, yes. setting a, a record for, yes. like, missed And, and that game ending as close as it did after one of the, like, statistically worst yeah. shooting performances ever. Yeah. That game, we, we can talk about that play-in, but – that's what's so crazy to me is is that I've never seen so many good shots not go in because mm-hmm. it wasn't like we were just chucking balls up. I mean, people were getting really, really good looks. People were hitting the rim. It was just, it, it wasn't our game. Yeah. And that happens. Sometimes it's just not your day, man. Yeah. And, and, and I, it is what it is. We were all so excited to be in the tournament and getting a chance to play a one seed after that, but... It happens. We were in the play-in. Right. We didn't take care of business in the regular season, and when you don't, the committee's going to give you that play-in yeah, spot. Exactly. And keep in mind, you know, we maybe we could have played a, a one seed, but when we played a number 10 Tennessee, we lost 38-79. And that game was one of the more— That was one of the worst basketball games I've ever watched. It, it was painful. Scoring 39 points in a basketball game? And, and Tennessee was one of the better defensive teams in the country sure. last year. Sure. But to go under sure. 40? That's bad. This is bad. This is bad. <laughs> That's his- historically bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then we, you know, we go to Auburn and, and do decent. You know, we hang tight, I think, to like the last 10 minutes or so. So, overall, obviously the season ended in a championship. First one in 21 years. So, fantastic. You know, we could have gone... Because everyone made the tournament, so the the conference tournament, we could have gone oh and and whatever in conference, but you win the win the tournament, it's like oh boom, perfect season, golden yep. season. Yep. So we win the the tournament, but there is much much room for improvement. Funny thing is, preseason poll according to the Sun Belt coaches have us finishing fourth. So the conference thinks it was a fluke. Yeah. Other teams think it was a fluke. They have Georgia State at one, which I get. They are the, the they're blood. the basketball right. powerhouse. Yeah, I believe Texas State at two, Coastal at three, or maybe swapped. Do I have that yeah, right? Yeah, I think you have that right because Texas State was the regular season champion in the Sun Belt last right. year, and they're returning pretty much everybody. They've got that new coach that right. the after, ghost of Danny Caspar is gone. Yeah, after, after or maybe he still haunts him. Racist, good old boy Danny. Right, maybe he still haunts him in the locker room. Who knows? Um, yeah, Coastal at three is the one that 
doesn't make sense to me because they lost their best player. Right. To Michigan, right? Yeah. he's He took his grad year to transfer to Michigan. Yeah. And he was the leading scorer in the conference last year. So I'm not really understanding how Coastal's going to replace that firepower. Right. And I think South Alabama is picked to finish five or six, which is always funny to me. They always end the season on like a 10-game win streak. They always well, go into and, the conference competitive. This year, too, they've got multiple SEC transfers. Yes. They've got, like, think two from LSU. I, I they've got an Alabama kid. I can't think of it, of the head coach's name right now, but his it's very clear. His strategy is m- get major program mm-hmm. re- transfers. Yep. Give minutes to guys who are... And so far, it's working. And it's not even that these guys aren't, aren't good. They're getting minutes. They're just not starting. Yeah. So he's saying, you know... You can have 28 minutes a game. Right. Come start here at South Alabama. Burn, and you, burn the boat. You, you want to play in a tournament? Cool. This is a weak mid-major conference in basketball. Burn, burn the boat or burn the ship or whatever. Burn the vessel. Jaguars. Uh, so let's just go ahead. Let's just uh, – we asked on Twitter for some questions about uh, the basketball team. Um, so we'll just go through these real quick or as in-depth as, as we feel is appropriate. First of all, Shout out to the Student Yeltsin Club and the basketball team for organizing that um, crash practice yeah, event yesterday. That's really, really, really Literally, cool. the turnout to watch a team practice on the other side of the court was like the average attendance for the student section in the last five years combined. Mm-hmm. So that is that makes me so excited for what's to come yeah. and for what attendance could be looking like. So shout out to Student Yeltsin Club for organizing that and for Kearns and, and the whole company for, for being involved. They get it. That's awesome. They get it. Um, so let's get started here. Um, we'll start with the big guns. Yosef's ball sack. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What did Yosef's ball sack <laughs> what? What's Say. so funny? Uh, is Brecky Goffson the best App State player ever? Did we waste Jake Wilson's career? No. Okay. Uh, to both or, or individual or... Well, I think with 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 Jake Wilson, George of the Jungle, uh, oh. we had just like a collection of of big guys who were just kind of like big, big, big guys. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, hey, Lil Dicky with the Dicky, Lil Dicky, hitting those corner threes. <laughs> He's probably the best shooter I've seen at yes. State. Um, no, I think I don't think we wasted Jake Wilson's career. Nah, I think he's like a career average, like like. Point eight points per game through college. I think I remember that from senior night. Yeah. <laughs> hey, much love. Moving on. Section 15 needs you. While I think it's a good thing to have returned everyone from last year, how do we avoid being predictable? I think uh, this is my like biggest thing that we have to improve if we're going to repeat as conference champions. It is going to be bench scoring, which is we won the tournament without it literally without we you can't sustain maybe that. 10 points to the tournament yeah <laughs> we, you, you can't sustain that this year um i think it's gonna be up to guys like Xavion brown mm-hmm. uh james lewis jr i don't know is he gonna start is rj gonna start he's gonna be a big part of of this team's identity going forward uh michael eads developing a more consistent shot he's a great shooter but easy sometimes eads. it was hot and cold we need easy eads we, it's got to be easy. It's <laughs> got to right. be easy. Yeah. No, I think, um, and, and I think I, I would agree. I think a common trend through all of these answers is going to be depth yeah. and bench scoring, which is literally not what won us the tournament. So maybe it's kind of weird to suggest that, but I'm not trying to put these dudes through uh, 
160 minutes again. No. You know, I, I prefer they get to chill a little bit exactly. and breathe. Exactly. Uh, bid Boonies. Band of bid, or at Bid Boonies. I didn't know if it was banned or, or just bid. Or if they had been banned. Uh, <laughs> banned Boonies. Who do you think the standout freshman will be? Scarence or Manny Mantis? That's so interesting because I am not sure how much they're going to play this season. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, I think this team, there's a lot of uh, guys that are older than them ahead of them. I would probably say Mantis, just from his high school game, is probably a little bit more ready, um, especially because a freshman playing is probably going to be because you can score off the bench. And Mantis is just a scorer. Like, he's a really, really, really good scorer already. Yeah. So, I, I would probably say Mantis, um, but I'm really, really excited about what Scarence Terrence can do. Yeah. Dude is an athletic monster. I'm interested in watching him play as well, because between the two, he seems to have the, the bigger figure. And I wonder if he can help us at all down low. Maybe free yeah. up JLJ a little bit, or RJ, or someone like that, and, uh, that's, and do someone there. Mantis, I could see playing, you know, either the forward positions. I think he could play like a bigger shooting guard. Um, he's he's versatile early, and that's just due to his size and length. Yep. Next up, uh, Diesel on radio. A good question here. What does the team need to do to ensure it doesn't get blown out in the playing game? To which I had responded, easy, skip the playing. But then he clarified <laughs> the greater theme was how do we do that? How do we win the tournament and then not make the plan? We just straight out earn a bid to the tourney. We don't have to do the plan. Win the conference. Well, duh. We won the no, conference. No, we got like, 16. Win the conference regular season. Oh, so regular season champs. Yeah. Regular season and postseason champs. Do you think there's any chance of us being higher than 15? What would it take? Yes. I think if, if we had a, like, Say Texas State won last year out of the conference. I think they're a 12 or 13. Really? Yeah. What was Georgia State when they beat Baylor? They were around. I like 13. Yeah, I think they were 13 too. Right. So, so it seems to kind of be the cap. I think that is. And statistically, that 12-5 matchup is the money. That's where you want to be. That's where the most yes, upsets happen. Yes, that is. Um, I think the biggest thing for us is going to be out of conference. It, a... You have to win the conference championship. Yep. B, you should want to win the conference regular season. C, you need to do well in your out-of-conference matchups because people are going to look at how you did against teams that are also in the tournament Right. when they do that seeding. So North Carolina and Duke are going to be really, really, really big games for us, even if we don't win them. Mm -hmm. We want to be competitive. Exactly. If we lose lose to Duke by three points, that looks a lot better than we lose to Duke by 20. Mm Mm-hmm wherever Duke ends up, or North Carolina, wherever they end up. Yep. Yep. Same with Iona. They're, yeah. They make it every year. They'll probably be there again. That's going to be – I love that we open with them. Mm-hmm. That I, I can't remember the last time we opened with, like, an actually competitive matchup. We either getting blown out or we're playing Tacoma Falls. <laughs> We've never just had a like, good matchup. And that's, uh, like, I think the beauty of this season's schedule because we don't really get that – tune-up game i guess there's a couple by default you gotta yeah have there's a couple but we get we get them after we've already played some people yeah so we get like erskine right before we play duke <laughs> which is perfect <laughs> it sounds like you just kind of like like choked on your water a little erskine. Bit. <laughs> erskine. 
Um, Charlotte's going to be a very competitive game too. Oh, for I sure. I think it's going to. I mean, against a team in a similar conference. Yeah. It's a. I mean, it's a rivalry game. In that should be a, an annual sure. matchup, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, it is. Um, App State tailgate. How do we get more fans at the games? The age-old question. And I'll kind of tie this in. I'll combine. I'll combine this with uh, Damian Adam. Um, he asked, "How do all parts of the game day atmosphere come together to create a cohesive energy, including the band, team, announcers, cheerleaders, student section, etc.? We are all parts of a whole, but nothing ties them together other than a goal App State chant." And that's something that I've mentioned before, and, and I don't know if some people are crazy about it when I say it. When you think about our game day traditions, football or otherwise. What do we have that is unique? Nothing. No. Nothing is unique. You know, Wisconsin. You got they the do jump, the jump around, around, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Penn State, they've got the we are thing. They got their whiteout. That's kind of yeah. their signature thing, right? Texas A&M, they, I mean, it's, they're dorky, but they like go to the field to practice chants and stuff, you know? They have unique yeah. things. And we don't. So that, I think, is part of it. I think when nothing you do is, it's nothing that, think about it like this. If ESPN is tweeting about Alabama, you're getting the hashtag Roll Tide. Mm-hmm. If they're tweeting about, I don't know, what's another school? Uh, Florida, you're going to get a Go Gators. Or Coastal, Sean's up. Yeah. You know? You're tweeting about at. You're just getting a hashtag read the article here. <laughs> You're not getting a hashtag. That's what yeah. I mean. With that in mind, like, what is our thing? Well, and that's this is gonna be a, a hot take. And I thought this this Uh-oh. week. I actually think coastal shots up hand sign is actually like kind of cool. Well, yeah, because if it, you see someone across the street and you do it and they do they, it, you know you know in. what's up. When you see and it, it's uh, unique to them. Right. When you see a camera at the field, you do that thing, and then everyone in the crowd is doing that thing. Looks great on TV. NC State Wolfpack, right? Like it, Texas those, Longhorn. Right. It's just a thing. Yeah. It's iconic. It's iconic. And so, that's it's so hard to generate that because it's one of those like it needs to be organic, but. There's not enough pressure, right, for someone to create something like that. Yeah, it is like you can't like the school can't just decide like what's gonna be our thing. Right. But there's not like really like a, a I guess a strong enough desire for it. Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of attitude like we're unique enough, and I, I, I no one's ever unique enough. I think the reason that's a good point you just made, Parker. I think the reason there's no pressure just considering football is because we're good. Yeah. If we sucked, then they'd be like, yo, we got to figure this we, out. We got we, we we to get make, people in the stands. We got to do, we got to do something. Yeah. But I mean, I admit it. I went to the, I went to the Monroe game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I go because it's fun to watch us tear people up. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, we don't have anything. We don't need anything unique. Our, our unique quality is the quality of play. Well, and College basketball, it, it's the beauty of college basketball. It is, there's a lot more parity in college basketball than there is college football. Yep. Like, your chances of seeing a blowout are a lot lower in college basketball. Like, even if you beat someone by 10 points, whatever. That's that's not the same as, like, we beat Monroe by 40 points. Yeah. You're not, you're rarely going to see a basketball team do that unless you're playing, like, a D3 school. Yeah. You're playing to Cole Falls. Right. History made history 
that, that never forget. Yeah. <laughs> they have not forgotten Tacoa has. Um, so <laughs> they probably still using that check, baby. They still booking hotels with that check. <laughs> uh, so some other points about you know just the game day experience. I talk about it all the time, but I, I truly d- think it, it's overlooked. The music, playing good music, the music, the playlist should 100% be geared towards the players and the students. Especially and, for basketball. And you can say what you want. You can say, well, I want to listen to ACDC and Rat and Quiet Riot and Twisted Sisters. Like, okay, go to the bar after the game <laughs> and request it, right? Go to go to Boone Saloon and use the jukebox. Absolutely. That's like one of my biggest things is that music played at, at sporting events especially indoor events should be what the athletes want. Right. Cause think about it like this. If you're out in the field, football, football players, right? Who's the one, who's the part of the crowd that's going to get you excited off of their energy. Is it going to be the half empty North end zone? Or is it going to be the student section that's popping off? Cause exactly. uh, a, a five second to baby clip played, you know? Yeah. It's the students all love to the, alum- Hey, we're alumni now we're booming ears. Yeah. Players ain't feeding off us. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It shouldn't be for us. No, they're, they're feeding off their cohorts, the students. Yes. I mean, yeah, I remember. They're also in class together. Like, this is the, they live among these people, right? Yeah. They're all together. So if they're excited, then the players are going to be excited and vice versa. So the playlist should be made by student staffs. It should have player input. And you should read the crowd. You shouldn't just set the playlist mm-hmm. at the start of the season mm-hmm. and let that thing run. If you play a song and it's a dud, if you play Redneck Woman Cut. by Gretchen Wilson... In Ooh, the middle of the game, God, you should probably take that one out. Working Unless ni- it hits. Working nine to five. Unless is, it is, hits. <laughs> working nine to five is one that pops up at sporting events all the time during timeouts that I don't understand. Exactly. Why. And please kill Sweet Caroline. It's got to stop. Yeah. It's got to stop. Yeah. What I forget what game I was watching. It was like some. It was a random like Pac-12 game or whatever or something. The team won. And they celebrated Sweet Caroline. No, it was Houston, um, Houston BYU. Was that Houston it? Houston SMU? Yes, oh, SMU. Wesley. I believe they stormed the field. And I think uh, Sweet they Caroline's played are played. Sweet Caroline? I don't know. Texas? Honestly, pick any game and Sweet Caroline's being yeah, played. Yeah. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> Hell's Bells. Uh, yeah, back in black. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. Going Welcome back to, to the jungle. Going back to the unique thing. Like That's part of it. Having yeah. a cool playlist. And that's for like... People say "Harden the Paints" our song. It's like eighteen it's other everyone, school right, songs, like right. And it's fun while we have it, but we need to move away from yeah. it. We, first of all, there is a, a genuine point to be made that it is a song that you're just going to end up with a bunch of white people saying the N word. That's a fair point. That is a fair. Criticism. Now, that, I don't think that means you can't play hip hop if the word is present, but that word is very present, present. in that specific portion of the song. Yes. So yes. I get that. I get that. Maybe that should take be taken well, into consideration and move away. I like it. I like Harden the Paint more for basketball than I do football. Yeah. Uh, having that as like the song right before a tip-off, I think is is cool in basketball. And what has sucked is this season, they have been playing Harden the Paint way too early. Yes, they used to it, play like, it like as we were kicking the ball. And it was like as the beat dropped. We were kicking the ball. Exactly. Like now they're playing it as the team's it, running it's out. It's cool in basketball that like it drops and then the ref throws the ball up yeah. and then it cuts. Like that's that's it's cooler for basketball. Yeah. It's a song literally called Hard in the Paint. You know what? Easy solution. Nears Mellow. <laughs> Call up Nears Mellow. I'm serious. I'm serious. What is what does Joe Biden say? He's like, I'm not joking. I'm serious. 
I, no, I'm dead serious. He, he listen, Nears Mello, God love him. You know, he's making a brand for himself. A little awkward. I'm, I'm you know, I'm gonna be straight up. A little awkward. But I promise you, those volleyball games where he was a DJ were probably pretty fun because he's setting the music. He's yeah. a student. He knows what's popular. He has like legit DJ equipment. Yeah. Like he's not just like hitting play on Spotify. He's like doing stuff. Yeah. And that's cool. It, it probably looked good on cameras, right? And, you know, as long as the music is better than what is already played, the eight-year-old playlist that gets like two editions a year. And that's where we were trying to f- figure it out the other the other day. Like the, every every year we've ever been to a state basketball game, there is a like get up and dance <laughs> section, and there's some classic rock song that they play that is the most generic right. like hair metal classic rock song but we can't remember what it is i was trying to think of it recently and i know this isn't true but i was thinking it was born in the usa <laughs> born in the usa get up and dance Mel. I, I know that's not it no but it very well could be now <laughs> i think another thing about uh, i guess game day atmosphere that i think is a big part when there is an app state basketball game you cannot tell there is an App State basketball game unless you are inside in the arena. Yep. Whereas a football game day, there is no one in the county that does not know right. it's a football game day. Right. And I don't know if that's part on campus. I don't know if it's part on athletics, part of us as like an alumni group or part of the students. I don't know what it is, but you cannot tell when there's a basketball game happening. Yeah. Until you have physically made it to your seat. You have no idea. <laughs> Even when you're just inside the concourse, there is nothing to get you energized. There is nothing exciting about anything until you sit no. down. And then it it's co- you got to coax a lot of people <laughs> to, to get up. And that's a big thing that I think will organically solve itself with the quality of play. There is something to be said. The most important thing is having a good team. Yeah. And we finally have it. So no more excuses with having a student section that's sitting down. No. And every no. other row is skipped because people want to put their feet that's up. That's something that we had to deal with. And yes, we were terrible, but people would complain to us that we sat down. And if you go to any school that has like a a, a rabid fan base, no one is sitting. They would complain to us for standing. That's what you meant. Yeah, yes, they, they would complain yes. to us for standing the whole game. Yes, we'd be like, oh, we can't see. Yeah, people would like, sit down behind us, and then they'd like get up and move. Yeah. It's like, bro, wh- why are you here? What, exactly. What'd like, you come for? It, there's like a wine and cheese atmosphere. It's it's like uh, people complain about like Panther games, like that fans <laughs> don't want to get up and cheer about anything. And that's, I don't understand. If you can do it for football, you should be doing it for basketball. Yeah, especially the student section. I yeah. understand it's probably a little different for all the other seats, you know, all the alumni, whatever. Student section, no question. And I... I will say this, the student section, a loud student section affects the opposing team more in basketball than it does in football. You can have a, a more of a direct effect of the outcome yes. of the game in basketball than you can 10, football. 10,000%, especially because our student section is closest to the away bench. Exactly. You call a timeout in the second half and they're just loud App State chant going. Yeah. They literally cannot talk they to cannot each other. They cannot hear. Right. That's, and that's like, ah. So I, I think it will improve. I, I truly think, again, just looking at the how many people came to a practice, I think yeah. that's a super good sign that people care, people are excited. Um, I, I would, I'd be interested to see how many people go to the Duke and UNC games. 
those tickets probably be pretty hard to get. A Duke right now, you cannot get a ticket under like a thousand dollars. I believe that. I believe that. But I hopefully I can get some buzz, and I would love to win them. But if we were at least competitive, if we got if we won one of those two games, I'll take one of the two for sure. If if we won one of the two, I would be through the roof excited. The ceiling is the roof. The and ceiling is the it. roof, and and me and Yosef together would launch through that roof. <laughs> SpaceX stuff, dude, just through the roof. <laughs> um, so real quick, let's wrap it up. Let's look at let's just look at our non-conference schedule here. Okay, and let's make our let's call it call our shot, predict our record. Okay, for non-conference realistic expectation. So for everyone at home, we start with Iona. November 9th is when the season tips off. That's going to be a very competitive game. Iona's always good. Coached by uh, stripper addict Rick Pitino. A notorious good person. A saint, community leader. What's with people that, that Pitino, Petrino, both of them are bad eggs. Hey, they're just supporting local creatives. both creatives. of them are at Louisville. <laughs> Listen, it's an art, all right? Iona, uh, it's going to be competitive. I'm going to call that a dub. Yeah, I'll call that a dub too. ETSU competitive calling a dub that's a game that we lost at home a couple years back Mm -hmm. and i know justin has not probably forgotten about that right and i hope i hope that's a that's an easy dub and i'm glad that our first home game is a competitive one and it's not tacoa falls it's a it's a real game Mm -hmm. then we go to william peace no that's a home game that's peace amount i I don't know i never heard of them and then we get charlotte we get three home games in a row which is sick um i'm gonna call that dub charlotte so right there in that little stretch, I mean, we're sitting here saying four and zero. Yeah. To start the season, then we go to the Gulf Coast Showcase. We play Delaware, the Blue Hens, and then what are the other teams? We played two other games there, but I guess yeah. it's to be determined. It, it's that's a tournament that we realistically a could win and b should win. It's not a, a group of powerhouses. I'm gonna say two and one. I don't think we'll if win. We that. drop a game in the tournament. If, I don't think we'll win that. I think um, that'll still be three games in three days. It'll still be a, a tiresome I don't experience. Know. That might be that might be our strength. I'm not banking on that. I'm calling we're winning no. that tournament. No. <laughs> I'm calling we're going to go three okay. games in three days. We take the dub. Okay, so you're at 7-0, and and I'm at like 6-1 and right now. Yeah. Okay. Let me move on to Hartford. Who They're good, right? Did they make the tourney? Uh, if they didn't make or recently the tournament, they were in their championship game. So last year, I've but, tried, I watched them play last year. Oh my God! Wait a minute. Our home games: one, two, three, four, five. We have five home games in a row. Dang. Yep. Okay. Well, with the tournament kind of sandwiched there. So Hartford Monday night crowd will be a little weak. Um, I'm gonna say a dub. Yeah, we're gonna be Hartford boys. I never heard of them. Dub. I'm gonna say so that puts us at eight and one. For me, I'm saying nine and zero. Oh. Nine and zero. Oh, we start getting a little media chatter. Yeah. Going on on the high yeah. country Some here. Votes are, are are potentially being thrown. Then around. we go to Furman, an old conference rival. That is going to be very difficult. Yeah, that's going to be a Friday night crowd, and their fan base will be fired up about it. Especially if we're uh, eight and one, nine and zero. Oh. Yeah, if we're eight and one, whatever, we might need to consider making a trip down to Greenville. Shoo, shoo, knock on, knock on wood. I'm going to. Uh, I mean, I can't. I can't realistically say these are all dubs. I really, I realistically can. That's a dub. You think so? Yeah, we're beating Furman. F a Paladin. F a yep. Palladium. Okay, I'm doing it. Yep. Yeah. We're beating Furman. Uh, so we're up to. 
I lost count. I think we're I'm, 10, and, 10 and 1, 9 and 1 here. Yeah. <laughs> undefeated for me. But We got our Erskine. Erskine? Erskine. It's a big dub. Eskimo College. And then we wrap up out of conference play with Duke, Chapel Hill, back-to-back weeks. Realistically, do we beat either of them? And which one do we have the best chance of beating? North Carolina, easy. That's that yep. is that is the easier game of the two. They've got a brand new head coach. They've returned a lot of players, but North Carolina will be the easier of those two games. Yeah. How beautiful would it be though? Remember in Coach K's first season at Duke, yeah, App State beat him. In Coach K's last season at Duke, App State will beat him again. Can you imagine? I, that would be crazy. He he retire right there and be like, ah, I'm good. Um, I'm good. I'm gonna. I've already got the rose-colored glasses on through this <laughs> oh, whole thing. No. I say we're undefeated, but undefeated through what? Th- through to t- through to that Duke game. I'm saying we haven't lost yet. So what? Eleven and zero? Yeah, I'm saying we're eleven and zero going Damn. into Duke. With my my rose-colored glasses on, I say we split Duke and North Carolina. I say we get one. I would be so fine with that, and. I would lean towards the North Carolina. I think North they're ranked 19 right now. They are absolutely overrated. That's 100% voters just said, yeah, North Carolina. I would love to be North Carolina more than Duke just because there's so many more UNC fans on campus. On and campus, so yes. But like, if you think cross-country, Duke. Oh, Duke, Duke yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, Duke would be the bigger win. I'm saying... If we beat them both, we got to give Kearns a lifelong contract. We got to do something. We got to give him a. We got to do like a Venmo or, or blank check. Kickstarter. Yeah. NFTs. Throw back to the beginning of this episode. We got to sell some Kearns NFTs <laughs> with Ethereum or something. I'm going to say just purely because I don't want us to have the same answers. I'm going to say we drop both. Oh. I'm going to say we lose. I just don't want us to have the hater. same answer. So that puts us at what? 10 and 3? Come out of non-conference. Which is, I lost count. Which would be unbelievable. I That'd mean, be our best start by ever. far, uh, probably in the last several decades. Yeah, I don't know that for a fact. Yeah, um, um, going into conference play, and then the schedule is so great. We get that's a good schedule. We start conference with two back-to-back home games against yep. the Louisiana school. Ooh, December thirtieth. Bobby Marlin. Bob Mart. Bobby Marlin comes to boom. Oh my god! Oh my god! Well, let's let. Isn't it Richie Richards? Isn't that the South Alabama coach? Richie something? Yeah, it's something like that. Anyways, whatever. Richie Rich. I don't know. Um, I don't want to go too far. I know this episode's been running wrong, long, wrong, but wrong. Um, basketball has become my favorite sport at App State. I mean, you and I, we've been uh, we've been in the trenches. We've yeah. been there for damn near and most every game through the uh, Coach Fox era. We've been there. We have been there for Justin Forrest's entire tenure. Yep. App State. We have watched this dude develop into who he is now mm-hmm. um so to see where the team is at now and we could tell two seasons ago in kern's first season yeah we could tell it was that upswing. season yeah we were definitely it was a we noticeable were better difference. than our record noticeable difference and then the fact that kern's in just two years takes us to where we've been trying to go for 21 years yep is a testament so I am super optimistic. I'm super excited for this season. It's going to be fun to watch. Yes. And I just hope, fingers crossed, that the students catch on. Yeah. And that the students are there and that the student section is packed. And honestly, like if you're listening to this and you're a student and you've never been to a basketball game before, 
I will tell you from personal experience, my favorite memory as an App State fan is 110% that tournament run, and it's not close. Mm -hmm. Football has not gotten close to producing that same feeling for me that basketball did in those four days. Those are four special days that nothing will ever take away. Those four days in March. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hey, we write a book. Hey, bro, chill to chill. We've been talking about that. Um, So... Pack Holmes, take the stairs. Make sure you're watching Iona, November 9th, tip-off. That's going to be a really, really great competitive game. Um, I'm just super excited. I think this team has a lot to offer, and I think Coach Kearns has spoken highly of a lot of our players' development over the offseason. Mm-hmm. Sasha, Xavion, JLJ, um, Easy Eads. So it truly sounds like we're going to have a full second lineup, a full bench yep. that can, can go the distance. So that... That's is going to be the difference maker. It's going to be huge. So um, November 9th, make sure everyone's watching. And then every single game you can possibly get to, be there. Get to it. Get to, get be to it. Be there. Pack homes. Take the stairs. Buy my NFTs. Gold room NFTs coming soon. No. <laughs> <laughs>